listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute finance and news wrap for this Thursday, the 26th of August 2021. I'm Anna Napoli. All eyes will be on Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell when the US Central Bank meets in Jackson Hole on Friday. So what can we expect? But first, travel agency group Flight Centre has recorded a net loss of $364 million for the financial year, but the company sees blue skies ahead. For more, I spoke earlier today with the company's CEO, Graham Turner. Graham, how would you describe your results? Um, well, it's been a tough year and the results show that. Um, there's no doubt that, um, you know... The, there has been some positive light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we are generally growing month by month in both our TDV and our uh, revenue. So, um, you know, it gets a bit lumpy when you see the lockdowns that are happening in um, New South Wales and Victoria at the moment. So, you know, Australia is still a reasonable part of our business. Luckily, the Northern Hemisphere, you know, particularly North America and Europe, uh, do take up some of that um, there's the slack, if you like, but um, gradually things are opening up. Uh, I've just got back from London and um, London is totally open now. You, you have to wear masks on public transports and that's about it. And much the same in the States as well. So, And what's your outlook for travel going forward? Well, look, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to predict too much. Um, you know, I think um, generally it's thought that international will start... Um, probably in, in November or early December uh, to certain destinations, probably destinations that have a reasonable level of, um, you know, vaccination, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps that 70% level. And, um, but before some of the um, other places open up, it could be, you know, going into next uh, calendar year, uh, even, uh, you know, places like India, it might be um, not till perhaps even, uh March or April. So, you know, it's going to be a mixed bag, and uh, but we'll be happy with anything opening up over the next couple of months. Uh, it'll be really important to us. And will you mandate vaccinations for employees? Look, um, I suspect we're not going to have much choice because just from a workplace health and safety, um, if you don't and uh, people get infected, either customers or um, our staff, get seriously ill um, and you haven't mandated vaccines in your workplace, um, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be a big chance that you're going to get sued and uh, have to pay a lot of compensation out. So um, we're pretty happy that a lot of our people have already been vaccinated. We're just putting a survey out now, seeing um, how many that actually is so that we can uh, make some decisions on that. I'm, I'll be very surprised. Um, I know in our head office, uh, something like 90 plus percent are already vaccinated. We, we do have quite a few younger staff um, in the various areas, but so that's, that's really what we want to check up on. And you know, hopefully we don't have to mandate, but I wouldn't be surprised if a business like ours has no choice. Graham, how much longer can the tourism industry survive if borders remain shut? Well, I think uh, in Australia, particularly in a place like Queensland, the uh, the industry is in dire straits, absolutely dire straits. Um, and it's not just the tourism industry. Obviously, there are a lot of associated areas, uh, you know, air, airports, airlines, uh, travel 
intermediaries. So, um, you know, we, we really need to take this opportunity of vaccination to open up as soon as possible. Um, and, and I'm pretty confident that's happening. You know, the, the Delta variant's um, thrown a few spanner in the, in the works, but uh, we're getting through that. Um, luckily, you, it's very, very rare to get uh, seriously ill if you, if you have been doubly vaccinated. So I think we're really lucky that we've got a, good, we've got a number of good vaccines um, so that we can open up again quite soon. And how are your international operations going? Look, um, Australia's probably the one that's struggling the most now. I mean, even uh, our operation in South Africa, where we're a reasonably substantial travel company, uh, are really picking up um, for vaccinated people. Um, and some and countries are opening up to South Africa, not widely yet, but, but a, a significant number. North America is really picking up quite quickly. Um, obviously, it's holiday season there at the moment, so um, the corporate travel is a little bit quieter. Canada's been growing really well, and UK um, Europe's growing quite well as uh, also. UK is really waiting for the um, transatlantic to open up properly in both ways. It's opened up from the UK to UK Europe, uh, sorry, US to UK Europe, but not the other way yet. So. We're really waiting for that to happen. But uh, and Asia's generally still pretty quiet. We're expecting Singapore to o- open fairly soon, but um, most of the rest of Asia, there's, there's, there's some look like opening soon, but um, not a lot happening there at the moment. But China is going very well domestically, for example. To the Australian share market now, which closed half a percent lower today. For more, I spoke earlier with Chris Weston, Head of Research at Pepperstone. Chris, markets are down today. Why? Well, we've kind of been in a holding pattern into the afternoon, but we are down. Uh, there's certainly, you know, volumes are pretty good going through the markets. Um, and, you know, we're pretty down in line with the rest of Asia, to be honest. Like China's down, uh, Hong Kong's down, Japan's down, S&P futures are down as well. So the fact that we are down is not, it's not idiosyncratic to our own situation. We, we've obviously seen healthcare under a bit of pressure today. I think CSL's taking a few points out. JB Hi-Fi have come out with some earnings. The stock's down, as I speak, about 3% at the moment. Um, and, you know, we've seen some good moves in discretionary services and industrials are doing OK. Uh, but generally on the downside, you know, healthcare is taking quite a few points out, as is materials at the moment. But I think when you take a step back and have a look at the moves that we've seen, it's very much in fitting with everything that's going on in Asia today. So we've had a really good run recently, a little bit of heat just coming out of the market. And again, just pre-positioning as we go into Jackson Hole later this week. So do you think we can revisit the recent high set on August 13? Any kind of materially new good news that's going to come through and infiltrate global equity markets. Yeah, we've, we've pushed up to we're sort of a multiple of just around 18 times uh, next year's full year financial earnings. Um, and earnings expectations are starting to roll over a little bit. We've had a what would I would consider to be a fairly damp earnings season. Uh, and consensus earnings for next year are starting to roll over a little bit. So I think we're going to need to see some new inspiration for earnings estimates to be pushed higher from where it is at the moment. Um, and if bond yields start moving up from current levels at the moment around 118 on the 10-year, implied volatility kicks up a little bit, then then I think that multiple becomes a little bit more onerous for the market. And I think you've probably got a little bit of a pullback in, in coming through. So we are susceptible at these levels um, to a pullback unless we see material re-ratings to the upside, which I don't think is going to happen. So I think the, the market is a little bit expensive at these levels. It's not nosebleed ter- territory that we saw earlier in the year, um, but we're going to need to see new news coming through. And I think the risks are probably skewed to the downside. So I think we do have some downside risk. Play.
And what do you expect to see come out of the Jackson Hole Federal Reserve meeting on Friday? Well, it's going to be more of, of layering the foundations that they are talking about this idea of tapering or reducing the balance sheet and the current run rate of $120 billion of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities per month. Um, it's going to be another foundation behind that. But there's still too much uh, more information that the Federal Reserve needs to see. They need to see the next payrolls number that comes out on the 3rd of September. The September payrolls number, which comes out in, in on about the 8th of October, that will be really important for the Federal Reserve because a lot of those employment credits will run off. And I think once they've got some good numbers there and it looks like the employment rate is heading down towards their target of 4.5% for the end of the year, I think that's the substantial information that they need for a, a formal announcement to come in through in their November meeting. So I think this, this meeting in Jackson Hole, we're seeing a little bit of pre-positioning coming through, certainly in treasuries, yields are moving a little bit higher. Uh, there's a bit of fluctuations coming through in the currency markets as people hedge out that exposure into that meeting. But it's, it's, it's expected to be a bit of a non-event, to be honest, and it's setting the scene for that tapering exercise, which I think will be formally announced in that November meeting. And I think the bigger decision, which we'll need to make in the next week or two, or perhaps even a little bit longer, is, is not just about the date of tapering, but it's actually going to be the pace of tapering, I think, which will be actually the market mover going forward. So the non-event in the market size, perhaps that's the time when we should be shocked and be a bit worried. That's it for today. Ricardo will be back with your daily finance and news podcast tomorrow. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.